welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to yet another Totally awesome episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast. I'm Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamps of Southwest Louisiana and joining me over Zoom from her bed and breakfast in the lovely state of Pennsylvania is my co-host, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Patrick. What's up, girl? Nothing. Just Zooming. Zooming in the Zoom room. Zooming. Yeah. You want to play a round of trivia? Oh, yeah. Sure. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. All it's right. been so long. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've got, I've got three questions for you again. Okay. First one comes from 80s TV. Okay. What was Frazier's dog's name on Cheers? Frazier's dog. Um, it's on after Golden Girls every night, and that's about the time I fall asleep because there's three, like, three or four episodes of Golden Girls now Frazier's on. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you, I, I wouldn't have got this. It's some oddball name. Sure. Yeah. Why, how would you not have got it? Did you watch Frazier? I did, but I wouldn't did have got Frasier? this. I wouldn't have got this uh, answer. I, I was, uh, I stumbled across it. And I thought, Hey, I'm going to ask you this. Hey, how'd you know? Hmm? Pavlo, Pavlo. Pavlo. Yeah. Oh, never, never would have got that. Never in a million years. All right. Yeah. Mm -mm. All right. Moving on. Number two. Okay. The theme song from the short lived teen sitcom square pegs. Yes. Was sung by what new wave group? Square pegs, square pegs. Yeah. The waitresses? Yes. Is it? It is. Oh, okay. I, I actually yeah. did not know that, but they, it sounded like, um, I was thinking of uh, the Christmas wrapping that they did. I don't, I don't know what has that their sound. I don't know how I know that. It must be in my mind, some trivia. Square pegs, square pegs, square, square pegs. Always never quite right. Square pegs, square pegs. All right, number three, and now this one's uh, from the 70s. It's movie question. Okay. Actually, it's a two-part. Name the two movies that Michael Crichton made before Jurassic Park that were also about theme parks out of control. Two movies he made in the 70s. In the 70s? Yep. About theme parks that went out of control. Theme parks. Yep, just like Jurassic Park. Volcano? No. No? Oh. Um, 
that's not a theme park. It was in like an island or something. Um, a theme park, like a theme park, like uh, like uh, Six Flags, like Jurassic Park, kind of. Like Jurassic Park. Oh, but without and dinosaurs. Without dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, what was it? You just like drive through the woods. Uh, what did anything? No, it had a theme. It had a theme to it, but, but it, it's not like a park where you ride stuff. It was a theme park, like you know how Jurassic Park is. Yeah. Mm. It was for you to experience stuff. Was it a big hit? Yeah. Big hit. The first one was, yeah. Uh, Michael Crichton. Um, I told you Michael Crichton was married to that girl from Palm Night. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I get him and Peter Benchley like goofed up because he did Jaws. And so they're yeah. big um, Steven Spielberg things. So the two of them, I kind of confused them. So um, trying to, try, can you give me a hint? I'm just going to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I like West, Westworld. Oh. And Future World, the sequel. No, never got them. Jordan watched that Westworld. That's a new show. Yeah, they made they they made a they rebooted the they did a TV series in the late seventies and then they oh, did this, I never this knew new that. One, this never new one on that. HBO. Oh, never could have guessed it. Well, people will know that I am not cheating on trivia because I don't know Vidley. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> yeah, I'm like not looking it up. I know I know what I know, and that's all that I know. Okay. Yes. Didn't know all right. that. Well, today we're going to talk about a couple of movies, you know, our usual format, a couple of mm -hmm. TV shows, a couple of bands, some other stuff. Uh, so let's start with a movie. And I want to tell you this. Uh, I'm cheating a little bit because this one came out in 1990, but uh -huh. technically it was being made in 89. So there you go. We're talking about an 80s movie. Okay. Okay. We're talking about it before it released. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll never make it, but the actor was also a huge hit in the 80s. I'm talking about Tom Selleck and the Western Quigley Down Under. All Matthew Quigley did was answer a help wanted ad. But a few surprises were waiting for Quigley down under. There was no mention of his friendly co-workers. Is everybody in this country as butt ugly as you three? Or that he'd get an assistant. Look out, Roy! Sorry, Roy! Nothing about the transportation problem. Are we lost? Nope. I know exactly where we are. We're lost. The unusual local inhabitants the extraordinary cuisine. I don't eat things that are still moving. You gonna shoot it first? Or the extra duties. You can take me if you want to, Roy. Kid, next time she talks like that, go all over the dress. Worst of all, his employer turned out to be somewhat moody. You could call it that. But Quigley's about to teach him a lesson in labor relations. That knocks me out of my own house. Don't worry, Roy. Everything's gonna turn out just fine. Sorry, Roy. My name ain't Roy. It's Matthew. Quigley. Matthew Quigley is really beginning to annoy me. Tom Selleck, Laura San Giacomo, Alan Rickman, from the director of the Emmy Award-winning Lonesome Dove, Quigley, Down Under.
Now, I know you watched this one. Nope, I did not. Never saw what it. What's wrong with you, girl? Yeah, I had a friend. It was like his favorite movie. And it's like, I never saw it, though. Never. All right. And I think it's a guy movie because I've yeah. heard a lot of guys say they love it. Well, the, the title, Quigley Down Under, Tom Selleck plays Matthew Quigley. And the villain in the film is the awesome, awesome Alan Rickman. Oh. And, and yeah. So Die Hard. I mean, he's always good in anything he's been in. He Harry Potter, Robin Hood, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. He makes a good bad guy. And the female lead, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with her. her. Her name is Laura San Giacomo. Have you ever heard that oh, name? Oh, yeah. Laura San, yes, she's, um, what's she she's, in? Uh, she's in Pretty Woman. She's Julia Roberts' best friend. Oh, okay. Well, in, in this movie, she's like very crazy, the character. And mm -hmm. in fact, they call her Crazy Cora. That's her character's name. But uh, yeah, she's just a nut, total nut job in this movie. Uh, okay. She got some like deep psychological problems, but uh, but that's the movie not his, that's not his girlfriend, is it? Yeah, that's in here. Yeah, she she's got all these deep psychological problems, and that's who he hooks up with in the movie. Yeah, it's not it's not really his girlfriend. It's just a woman that uh, he's kind of protecting her. She's oh. going along with him. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't uh, know the story. Yeah, yeah, it's about this American cowboy Quigley, and uh, he's a sharpshooter. With the rifle, he's, in fact, he's got this special rifle, custom made. It's got these special like uh, sights and stuff on it, and he's really good at shooting like super far distances, hitting targets. So because of this skill, um, Alan Rickman, he's a like a filthy rich landowner and cattle baron in Australia, and they're having problems with you know, the dingoes, the, the wild dingoes, you know, the, all the dingo ate my I, baby stuff. He ate my baby. They yeah. ate all everybody's baby. Yeah. So, so these, these dingoes, they're kind of like wild wolves, you know, they're, yeah. they're like real vicious. Coyotes. Yeah. They're killing animals. And, and uh, the thing is they're so fast and they, they, they'll stay just out of range of everybody's guns. So they, they really can't shoot them, but at night they'll come in and get the cattle. So he hires Tom Selleck, Quigley to come to Australia and instead of getting paid by the uh, hour, he's getting paid by the dingo. <laughs> uh oh, so he's getting paid for every dingo he kills. All right. Ew, so, I don't uh, know. But, <laughs> yeah, that. but these, I mean, if, if they don't kill them, they're, they're going to lose their livelihood. You know, yeah. they can't yeah. work or anything. I just, I hate seeing an animal get killed in anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's either kill it or you'll, eventually yeah. kill you, you know? Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. but anyway, uh, Alan Rickman, he, you know, he's at this ranch and uh, things, once Quigley arrives, uh, things are not what they seem. It's got like a a thing about the Aborigines and uh, Rickman's wanting him to start killing some Aborigines, you know, some natives. And, and I mean, it's just everything goes south and it just turns into this bad, bad thing. So uh, Tom Selleck's starting to stand up for the Aborigines and this crazy core character. So he becomes an enemy to Alan Rickman and all of Alan Rickman's uh, hired guns on the ranch. So, um, I mean, very good, good uh, movie. It's a solid Western film and a you know, little different. You don't see a whole bunch of Westerns from, uh, you know, in, in Australia. Yeah. So it's a little different. I mean, there's been a few, but uh, like man from snowy river and stuff like that. But, but this one's more of a shoot 'em up Western. You Far know? and away. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I saw this in the theater with with my dad because probably every western that came out 
in the you know late 70s and all through the 80s i've seen with my dad at at the theater he'd take me to all of them but uh he enjoyed it i enjoyed it uh haven't seen it in a while i, I need i know it's on blu-ray i need to need to watch it again uh-huh uh it's well well made i liked it so, okay i had no idea what it that that was the storyline the killing the dingoes yeah okay oh well and then is that what did you see him killing them in the movie does he get paid a lot does he get a lot of dingoes no all this stuff happens takes a turn. yeah it takes a time so so it's no longer <laughs> okay. about the dingoes okay so whatever becomes of the dingoes uh i don't know who Big cares decision. nobody cares it didn't <laughs> yeah. it, well i didn't know if then they lost their stock because that was the whole purpose of getting rid of them yeah uh, it just doesn't go that's just the that's just the basis of what brought them to that moment. right right that's okay. just what got him over there i see okay all right. I've seen it advertised a bunch and uh, I've never seen it. It's just, um, I like Tom Selleck because, you know, I'm going to talk about Tom Selleck too. And when um, you said that this came out in uh, 1990, the movie that I picked, which I don't know, do you want me to go? Do you, you want me yeah, to have it? Go ahead. Is An Innocent Man. And it came out in the theater in 1989. And I was thinking I was just getting it under the wire too because I, I remember seeing it at the theater in vermont with my in um when i went to see my aunt sharon that's one of the movies i saw well he must and, have uh, shot these back to back yeah and then yeah. still and still fit in uh, magnum in the yeah. in there yeah when you entered the house officer parnell could you tell us exactly what happened we identified ourselves as police officers he then pulled a gun and fired ah! okay nobody move he's armed danny this guy's armed with a hairdryer. I dropped to the ground and I returned his fire to protect myself. Isn't it true that you planted both the drugs and the gun? No, we don't operate that way. You still have to be proven guilty in this country before they throw you into prison. They admitted to me that they framed Jimmy. You have been found guilty. You know I'm innocent. You know it. No, I want to be with them. Kate, I love you. I hereby sentence you to six years at the State Correctional Facility at Oroville, California. He's an innocent man framed convicted sentenced place all your clothes and your personal effects in the plastic bag now he must do whatever it takes to survive it's simple in here it's an insane place with insane rules though it ends up being logical what's wrong with you what's wrong with me don't hang around to see a man die they took away his family we just gotta hold on and be strong for each other his freedom 90 days in the hole his dignity. What you got in the bag, sucker? I'm talking to you. The civil rights, brotherly love, all that gets left at the front gate. Right now, you got a problem with jingles. Now, you be cool and everything be everything. Now, you can go to the Aryan Brotherhood for help, or you can handle your problem by yourself. You ain't got to stand tall in here. But you got to stand up. I'm ready to deal with my problem. You don't try to hurt him, you kill him. I'm not going to kill a man over some toothpaste. <laughs> He found respect on the inside. Long time no see. You are an ex-convict on parole, and you were owned by the state. Now he must find justice on the outside. They haunt Jimmy. We need your help. They came into our home! How often does a con get a chance to get some justice, huh? No one can touch us. You've been hoping for something like this, haven't you? Let's just say it makes my decade. I won't lose you. I'm gonna stomp him. What are you going to do? Whatever it takes. Touchstone Pictures presents Tom Selleck. You know, you're in a category all by yourself in this joint. You're actually innocent. An innocent man. Yeah, this came out in uh, 
89 and I think it was like in the fall when I saw it so um, but it's an America crime thriller it's directed by Peter Yates and it stars Tom Selleck as Jimmy Rainwood have you seen it I have you have seen it okay yep I didn't see it I at the theater but I, I watched it I when did. it came out that's the one I got up on, on you video. okay yeah I love it I have it I love it it's like one of those movies like I can watch it all the time and I don't know I mean I love it because I just see he's just a regular guy he's an airplane mechanic and he's married to Kate um who's um her name is Layla Robbins is the actress that plays her I've only ever seen her and maybe one other thing but this um but I love it I love the house they live in I love their relationship as husband and wife um and it's it's just like a, a movie that can happen to anybody it's like right. these these two two bad cops um you know they 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 are busting criminals for cocaine and that's how it starts with that and then they're stealing the cocaine back from the police and reselling it and they also are they do drugs they're just bad guys you know and it it um starts out with they have an informant that gives them the wrong address and they end up going to tom Selleck's house instead of the the right place because they're snorting coke up their nose on the phone when the guy's giving them the address and not paying attention and um they go he's at home you know getting a shower he gets out of the shower they've already busted into his house and they are looking for cocaine and they don't find anything anywhere and they look at the, they find his mail laying there on the desk and they um realize the address isn't you know matching up to the one he wrote down on his notepad you know so they just they knew that eventually that they were going to get have something like this happen so they had a plan prepared if it ever did like to frame the person for it and um and and what happens is that when tom Selleck gets out of the shower he's drying his hair and um he i think he hears them breaking in and he comes down the hallway with the hairdryer and he's like in the um hallway and it, there's like it's kind of dark there and they don't see that he's got a hairdryer and they think it's a gun and they shoot him and uh he's he's ends up in the hospital you know but um he didn't do anything he was just right. an innocent man you know like the title says you know so they end up they have some cocaine on them and they for and they put planet on his property and they um and they end up um you know fabricating stuff that the guy that there's an there's a, their informant like um uh, testifies against him and he ends up going to jail and i forget what his original sentence is for i think he ends up spending three years in jail three three whole years of his life and so the movie, a lot of it is based on what, you know, what, what the prison life is like, you know, and he ends up in a really bad prison and, and, it, and, uh, and it, they, it's all about like what he has to do to survive in prison, which are things he never thought he'd do. And he ends up befriending this um, guy named Virgil is the, the actor, um, the character part. He's played by F. Murray Abram. Right. Um, and he, he's in jail because the same two bad cops did, you know, gave, did something that put him in jail. So he decides he's going to help Jimmy in prison because um, Jimmy don't know what what he's doing in there. Like he he like he has these uh, group of guys that are always picking on him, and he knows that they're going to do something to him, and he has to fight back at them. And you know, it's just you know, it's a really good movie. I, it's like a thriller, you know. Um, but the, when he gets out of prison. Um, these two cops they've been like harassing his wife like like during the time that he's in jail because she's been trying to like write to different people and try and get him um like you know an appeal and she's been dealing with this internal affairs cop that he's played by um vaja dejola 
is the um, cop in it. And he knows that these cops are bad, but he just can't prove it. And so he's kind of teamed up with Jimmy's wife, Kate, you know, to try and um, catch these guys, you know, doing something bad. So at the, it, towards the end of the movie, when Jimmy gets paroled, um, they, they come back, they start harassing him and, and they know that they're never gonna leave him alone, never because um, they're afraid that he's gonna eventually like, you know, um, they're gonna get caught, you know? So they wanna make sure that he's not talking and not telling people stuff. And um, they're mad at his wife for doing all this stuff. So they keep, they're still gonna harass him. So he decides that Virgil has access to people on the outside and uh, they set these guys up at the, at the end of the movie and, you know, they get what's coming to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Which I like movies like that. I like when the bad people get what's coming to them because they yeah. get it coming. But it's it's just a it's a good movie because like the the movie uh, story's good, um, acting's really good. It, it there's no special effects, <laughs> you know. It's just right. a, one of those regular movies, but it's really well made. I like there's, it. There's been a few uh, prison movies that were really good. Uh, yeah, this one well, reminds me of um, Escape from Alcatraz, like yeah. some of the. Um, the what was the Art Reynolds uh, longest yard? Was that a, a, a prison movie? Yeah. They're yeah, playing like football the in Shaw prison. Shank Redemption. Shaw like Shank. And then Stallone yeah. have one in the 80s called Lockup. Yeah. yeah. But this, one, this one actually reminds me a lot of Escape from Alcatraz because of the scenes um, with the people. And like, there's like always a bad guy, you know, that like picks on these people, just like an Escape from Alcatraz, that, that guy named Wolf. Yeah. He keeps trying to get Clint Eastwood, get him in the shower. And then he comes after him with a knife and stuff. And it's like... Um, it reminds me of that because these guys like they just pick on as Jimmy like and they won't leave him alone and he don't want any trouble and it's like and they there's always trouble you know and I just I get I sometimes like a lot of the um the prison uh, scenes are very similar you know to it and you know usually the the um, wardens are, are are big giant jerks right you know so yeah. Like an escape from Alcatraz, the guy's a jerk, and and then the they usually befriend somebody in prison that helps them out. Like in Escape from Alcatraz, um, Clint Eastwood he befriends um, the the English guy, and then Doc, and and then the one guy, the litmus guy, they, he gets like some friends, and then some of the people he knew from another prison show up, and that's how he gets out. Which I really like that movie. I like I don't I like that, those. I'm not like a, saying I like a, all prison movies, but. I don't know. There's something about them I, that some of them I do like. So, yeah, I highly recommend this. Cool. If you haven't seen an innocent man, totally watch it. Yeah, it's good. good movie. Yeah. Tom Selleck's pretty awesome. Yeah, and you know what? He didn't really do that many movies. You know, like um, I mean, now he's on commercials for you know re redo your loan for your you know, you know your, he, he's mortgage. done a ton of movies <laughs> you know? that you've probably never seen they're all westerns maybe oh that's <laughs> yeah. probably why i mean he's this made a bunch like of a mainstream like where he's like a regular just yeah. you know he's just a regular guy you yeah, know he's, still, Not, he's done a few uh camp full of comedies uh he's been in some action films oh yeah Sci he did a sci -fi. Yeah. yeah those movies i forgot about those i forgot about those those are pretty big in the 80s yeah, three men and a baby and three men and a little and a little lady or something like that. Like was a sequel. Yeah, forgot about them. Ted Danson and Steve Gutenberg. Okay, Gutenberg. Did you watch those? Yeah, yeah I saw. Them. Okay. Remember the whole thing about the ghost and the you could see in the. Uh, 
no i can't remember this i saw the okay. first one at the movie theater but i cannot remember it not 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 anything about that movie um okay i don't even remember how they got the, the kid but there was a there was a lot of movies like that and tv shows like the tv show my two dads where you know people don't know who their father is you know it's like could be you could be you you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, well let's um, uh let's talk about a little tv okay and I want to talk about, let me take you back to 1977, okay? Ooh, I was okay. around, you know, nine, ten years old. I was around that area. Same mm-hmm. year Star Wars came out. Yep. Um, I like that year. I want to tell you, I, I was, you know, picture a nine-year-old boy sitting in front of the TV, waiting for the premiere of a brand new TV series called The Fantastic Journey. Lost in the Devil's Triangle, trapped in a dimension with beings from the future and from other worlds. A party of adventurers journeys through zones of time, back to their own time. Varian, a man from the 23rd century, possessing awesome powers. From 1977, Fred, a young doctor just out of medical school. Scott Jordan, the 13-year-old son of a famous scientist. Liana, daughter of an Atlantean father and an extraterrestrial mother. And Jonathan Willoway, rebel scientist from the 1960s. Together, they face the frightening unknown on The Fantastic Journey. Now, have you ever heard of this show? I, I don't know until you talk about it. I, I might, it might jog my memory. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let me see. Uh, raise your hand if you've seen this to all the listeners. Oh, okay. I see you there, there. Uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. there. Oh, okay. So yeah, some of y'all know it. Okay. This was about a scientific expedition into the uh, Atlantic ocean. And this, this ship becomes lost in the Bermuda triangle. Okay. And, um, they, they all get washed up on this. Uh, they're stranded on this island in the Bermuda Triangle. I've been there. And they meet up with uh, different travelers from other times, other planets, other dimensions who are all stranded here. So it's kind of like Land of the Lost, you know? Yeah. It's also like the TV show Sliders, if you've ever heard of that. Uh, no. Because this group, they slide through portals from one dimension to the next, hoping to someday find their way home, you know? A portal yeah. that leads them home. So, oh my God. So anyway, um, it was such an awesome series, such an awesome uh, premise, you know. And I mean, they they could have done anything with this show. You could have had any time period, any you know, been on any planet, because all these doors, these portals led to different places. So they they could have yeah. you know, one episode could be a western set in the eighteen hundreds. Next one can be you know, in the future. So yeah, I mean, but um. They should redo that. They could have done anything, but what they did, they did sliders. It was very similar. Oh. Anyway, it had so much potential. And uh, two of the travelers were uh, Roddy McDowell, starred in it, and uh, Ike Eisman, Eisenman from uh, the Witch Mountain movies, The Boy. Oh, yeah. Tony? Yeah. He was, yeah, he was Tony? in them. Yeah. Oh. So uh, that, that was two of the main actors, but. Uh, yeah, it was just cool. Each episode was totally different because they would be with different uh, 
kinds of people. Like one had Atlantis, you know, they, they had somebody from Atlantis. Another one had an alien they were encountering. Uh, it was just all different. And, and I loved it. But, but again, you know, it only lasted a hand, handful of episodes and the network pulled it. So don't know Jeez. why. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah, it sounds really cool. And it's totally up your alley. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. It was like very cool. jumping into other dimension. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like that stuff, too. It's very, you know, I, it's like it's cool to think that if that could be real, you know, what it I mean? is real. Oh, OK. <laughs> OK, like jump on over to another world. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. Puku so world. What did you? Yeah, the Puku mention um yeah what what uh what year did you say that come out in that late 77. 77 okay all right well my show um can you want me to go yeah go, go ahead. To it? okay it is new heart but it's not the sh- the bob Newhart show from the mid 70s right not not old heart. heart it's new not, heart. Uh, it's new it's not old heart yeah <laughs> right it's new heart which you know what i don't even know why they called it new heart because their character names are the couple in it, their names are Dick and Joanna Loudon. I don't know why they called it the new heart because I mean, he stars in it, but yeah. it's not using his new, his own name. He's not even Bob, you know, he's Dick, you know, so whatever. But um, yeah, this show um, is about the, him and his wife that operate a, a, a bed and breakfast in Vermont. So you, you can see why it might be at my alley. Right. You know? Okay. So um, I, you know, I, back then i don't i don't even know if i i didn't really like get into like know what a bed and breakfast was until like the late 90s like for real like that i went to stay in one ever so and i don't know that i ever watched this show like when, when it was on tv like when it was on it was on for eight seasons it was on from 1982 to 1990 but i know that i saw a bunch of it and you know um you know like when it like reruns and then and then i and i've and if it's on if i've ever saw it on now i'd watch it because i have a whole new appreciation in it for it you know because of the bed and breakfast thing you know but um it you know the the opening scene of the house in the in the credits it's the it's actual inn it's the wayberry inn and it's it's in vermont and it is still open as a bed and breakfast and it's like that you asked me once about doing the the bucket list things or recently asked me and and that i would like to go there because that is you know like a uh uh like a movie or tv thing you know like where it's an actual you know thing like cre- yeah. like in the opening credits yeah so um 
It's it, but the but the show on the show it's called the uh, the Stafford Inn. It's supposedly like two hundred years old, but the interior was like a set. So um, Dick is is he's a writer also on the show. Um, but and then they run the bed and breakfast too. And I always thought that Mary Fran, who played Joanna, was really beautiful. She never kind of matched Bob Newhart. <laughs> Not to me. Oh, did you watch this? Did you ever yeah, see I it? Yeah, I did. I remember watching it a lot with my dad. Uh, and the, the thing I remember most about it, besides the fact that he ran the inn, was uh, Larry, Daryl, Daryl, yeah, his other brother, Daryl. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They show up. I don't know what, if they're there. from. I don't think they were there from the beginning. Um, but they have all these different people that like come to work there for them. And they have like George, it's the handyman who was played by Tom Poston. Then they get uh, Stephanie who's the maid is played by Julia Duffy. And then she ends up um, marrying Peter Scioli that was from Bosom Buddies. Right. Remember him? Okay. Yep. And, um, and then Larry Daryl and Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And only Larry speaks. And then the other two are, they're like um, the three stooges. Right. The, the, like yeah they really were like the redneck stooges yeah and then they just like they you know are always doing something weird you know so yeah and then they have um various guests that like stay at the inn you know uh, and i'm sure they had like i don't i don't know i don't know who like ever was a like a celebrity guest but i'm sure they had them because they had tons of different you know guests of the inn you know and i always thought that i always thought that this show would be a really cool remake and that I should do it. <laughs> it's like, because I've done the bed and breakfast here for like 15 years and I could write, I could be a writer, you know, for a new updated new heart, you know, um, you just because of all the people that like have stayed here, I could write a book about like all the different people and all the different, all the crazy like stories and weird things that people have done and we've experienced as doing the bed and breakfast. I mean, it could be a new episode every week. I could every, every weekend that I've done the bed and breakfast, I could have wrote a, an actual episode on, you know, there's been some crazy stuff. So um, that's why I like it. But, you know, Mary Fran, she died, she died in 1998. She was only 55 years old when she died and she, she died in her sleep of a heart attack. And then they did an autopsy on her and they found out she had scarring of her heart. But I always thought she was really pretty. And I, when she died, I, I just couldn't believe it because she was so young, you know, wow. but um, Bob Newhart's still alive. He is. <laughs> like 90 something yeah yeah but yeah and um yeah i and i'm sure that like i i know like i, I the other people that are you know that george george is the only one that that isn't that i know that died from the main cast well i'll tell you bob newhart i, I love him on elf watch it every year <laughs> yeah he's papa elf yeah yeah Oh, I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he He's looks also, exactly the same yeah. in that movie. <laughs> he does. He, never, he always looks the same. And have you yeah, ever seen, never... um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name, Noah. Um, he was on one of those hospital series. Uh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Um, Wiley. Noah. No, Noah, Noah Wiley. Wiley. Yeah, he was, yeah, he wasn't in the. And he's in some Hallmark movies too, I think. Yeah. And some well, he, was in he that. did. Yeah. They did like four made-for-TV movies, and it was it was called it was kind of like Indiana Jones, and he starred in them. And, oh and, yeah. And Newhart was like the guy that would give him his the librarian. That was the name of. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Newhart was the main librarian, and he would give yeah. him his assignments. He recruited. Yeah. Him. But then yeah. it's it spun off into after those four movies. It's now a TV series, and uh, Dan Lear Arquette plays the the replacement of Bob Newhart. 
Oh. This, I don't think it's the same character. I think it's a new like head guy. It's in the on right now. Yeah, it might have just ended, but it, it lasted a few seasons. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but New Hearts in, in the first episode of it, I think. Oh, yeah. I like. I I will watch this show now. It's like it's very like. I don't know. I just love the whole. It's what I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's really weird when you see people doing something that you do like for a living, you know what I mean? Like that, and the, the, you have the same kind of like everything about it, you know, like doing serving breakfast to people or cleaning the rooms and, you know, having people checking in and ca people calling to make reservations, you know, that's, that's what I do, <laughs> you know? So it's like how many uh, TV shows, like, you know, I know that I think the Gilmore girls, I think they run a bed and breakfast in it. Um, people have told me that uh, what my na old neighbor used to tell me I look like the girl from the Gilmore Girls, and I, I'm not sure who she is or what actress you know, uh, you know she is. I, I've seen pictures of her, I, you know, when I had darker hair. You know, it's like, but um, I never watched one episode of that. But I know my aunt Sharon loves it, so and it's been on. I don't know if it's still on, I, but it was on for a long, long time. But they, they ran a bed and breakfast in it. I guess that's that's all I I know. Huh. Um, it's about you know. Did you ever see it? I know what it is. I never watched it. But you know, it was about a bed and breakfast. No. Oh. Okay. Remember on one of these episodes, I talked about uh, the the one with the guy that was Frankenstein's. Yeah. He inherited I think the cool. end. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That was a good one. Another like yeah. five episode or so. Well, so. all the all the home, Hallmark movies all like have a bed and breakfast in them or some quaint inn of some sort. So I kind of like those now, like because. Um, you know, I like to see how they're decorated and just when they, when they, you know, somebody's trying to save one, you know, from bankruptcy or something, I'm like, um, come, come help me. <laughs> hey, do you remember, you just sparked their memory about 15 okay. years ago, this guy knew, wanted to make a movie at your bed and breakfast. He wanted to make a horror movie. You oh know? yeah. It was called yeah. little girl lost. I didn't know I ever told you that. No, no. I'm talking about my friend was what? wanting to make a horror movie at your bed. And that breakfast. was him. The little girl lost one. I don't know. That was the name of it. That was through you. I forgot that. I didn't. I. I told. I remember the, about, about wanting to make the 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 thing here. That's who. Yeah. I, okay. I, I yeah. did not know. That's how he found me. And he was wanting you to play the the in the prequel. I mean, the flashback. He wanted you to be the mom. Yeah. Yeah. I did not. I would never <laughs> have remembered you were connected to that at all. Yeah, we, I remember him and he was trying to get funding for it. And he sent me a copy of the script and it was called little, little girl lost, I think is okay. what it was called. And it was something to do with all the people that were in the bed and breakfast. It was almost like April fool's day, kind of like that. They had some kind of connection uh, to something, but there was, I swear there was yeah, I or something or wolves or I, I forget what there was. And I was trying to figure out by the layout of my house, and all of that of how I read the script and stuff for it. And I kept trying to figure out how would that work? How would they yeah, film that? I read how the would script. They do that? Uh, yeah. He had like people with chainsaws. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I don't know about that. You it was know? Like, like, it was like the, the, the spirit or whatever could jump bodies. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It was yeah. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, like yeah. if you're trying to run from oh my it, God, I forgot that it that could jump ahead of you to somebody else you. and they'll oh try gosh. to kill you. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I just remember that. You still talk to him? Oh yeah. You do? Yeah, he's come to my film festival a few times. Oh, do you talk to him recently? It's been a while. 
Uh, you say, hey, I'm going to go stay at that place. I'll let you know if it would have made a good, <laughs> good, good movie for you. No, it's been a while yeah. since I talked yeah. to you. Yeah, and then the fire whistle goes off across the street and they yeah. have to stop doing whatever. And I'm right by the road, you know, so it's like, um, I just can't, I can't picture how, like if I was out in the woods or something and people could run and stuff. I mean, even though like, I know that they do like with filming locations and stuff, if you see the actual place like where you see like like the movie like uh, black christmas and then you see where it's at and or even like the lizzie borden bed and breakfast if you see where it is located it's like right across the street from a bus station um, right. there's a nursing home right beside yeah. it it's just like it's it but when they do like some stuff they filmed some things there they just sold it i knew the the um the, i stayed there i went and stayed there years ago but um yeah they sold it for a lot of money um but uh they you know they, they then they they do like some just like outside shots of the house and then they do a set for the inside just like they did for a new heart you know but i mean the wayberry the wayberry inn i is is you know is still running as a bed and breakfast i want to go there someday you ought to just because, just because of that and i i've looked it up i've i've almost booked us there before to go stay there and i and I, and then i don't know what the heck happened but my aunt um, my aunt lived in Vermont for years and I used to like to go up to visit her, but now she's out in Arizona. So I haven't been back to Vermont since she lived there, which has been like 20 years, but I would go, you know, you, sh so. you should go next year. You should book it. You and Jimmy. Well, when, that check one it place, out. The one place that, well, I could go there and go to the Woodstock Inn because that's one of the places I sent you. And, and my friend Mary's been there and I would like to go there in the fall or at cool. Christmas. Yeah. So well, let's okay. talk about some music. Let's talk about it because I looked them up to see if I even had it. Because when I read this Riders in the Sky, yeah. I was thinking of Riders of the Storm. <laughs> so uh, I was like the doors. Right. And then I'm like, I looked this up and there's like these old guys. Okay. You know, are they old? Well, yeah. Let's talk about, I want to talk about some music. Uh, let's talk about Riders in the Sky. Mm -hmm. and, and you had never heard about them? No. All I don't right. know who they are. Well, I am going to blow your mind. Okay. okay. Prepare mm -hmm. to have your mind blown. Okay. Because I guarantee you, you've heard these people. Were you in their band? Okay. No. Okay. Okay. This is an American. That would have blown my mind. Yeah. American band. They're they're a Western group and a comedy group. Okay. And they started back in that magical year of 1977. Ah. Okay. Now, listen. Anybody listening to this, I'm gonna blow your mind. Okay. This group has over 8,000 live appearances, okay? 8,000, over 8,000. And I saw them about seven years ago. I saw them live in Lake Charles, where I live, with my parents and my daughter. We went to see them uh, at a college here at their auditorium, okay? I would love to go see them again. I mean, I'll, th these guys are incredible. And there's four members, only four people in the band, and their names is Woody Paul. He plays the fiddle. Fred Labore. He plays the upright bass. Douglas Green, also known as Ranger Doug, plays the lead guitar. And Joey Miskelin plays an accordion. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I bet you heard these guys. I'm talking to everybody out there and you don't even know it. Okay. If you've ever watched the Toy Story movies, have you seen those? Yes. When they show flashbacks to Woody's cowboy TV show, writers in the skies are the one who do the theme song to that little TV show within the movie called Woody's Roundup. Cowboy Crunchies, the only cereal that's sugar frosted and dipped in chocolate, proudly presents... Woody. 
Roundup, right here every day. Woody's Roundup, come on, it's time to play. There's Jesse the Odlin Cowgirl. Look at, look at, next week! Bullseye, he's Woody's horse. He's a smart Pete the old prospector, and Woody the man himself. Of course, it's time for Woody's Roundup. He's the very best. He's the rudeness, tootinest cowboy in the wild, wild west. Okay. So anyway, you, you've heard, that. yeah, you've heard him. I have. Uh, yeah. I guess. It's just, yeah. Good music. What else? I mean, Tell me what yeah. else. To give me something else. Well, okay. I have a tour poster signed by all four of these guys. Okay. Well, they're old though. I mean, because are they the four original? We're members? old. Like, like, I like, looked old as dirt. We're like, in I our fifties. Mean, like, yeah, what? I mean, they were look like about ninety. You know, okay. so like, well, um, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I have a poster signed by all four of them, and I mean, I treasure this poster. The same, same ones from nineteen seventy-seven. It's the only guys. Okay. There's never been anybody different. In Nobody the else. Okay. Well, no. so many different bands. And, and their them. songs are so cool. Okay. The, to me. Now the types of song that are these old, uh, like cowboy range type songs, like the sons of the pioneers made famous by, you know, Roy Rogers back in the day. Uh, yeah. some of their songs like ghost riders in the sky. Cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day Upon a ridge he rested as he rode along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw Plowing through the ragged skies And up a cloudy draw Yippee-i-a Yippee-i-o Black and shiny and their hooves were made of steel Their brands were still on fire and their hot breath he could feel A bolt of fear shot through him as they thundered through the sky For he saw the riders coming high And he heard their mournful cry Yippee-i-yay Don't fence me in Give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open spaces that I love. Don't fence me in. Tumbling tumbleweeds. I'm a roving cowboy. Riding all day long Tumbleweeds around me Hear my lonely song Nights underneath a prairie moon I ride along and sing a tune See them tumbling down, pledging their love to the ground. Lonely but free, I'll be found. 
along with the tumble and tumbleweed. You ever heard any of those songs? No. Are you going to sing one? No, but uh, okay. they, they sing stuff like that. I mean, it's great American frontier type music, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh, now, I told you they made over 8,000 appearances. They have released more than 40 full length albums and they've won two Grammy Awards. And they have been inducted into the Grand Ole Opry. I mean, that's pretty incredible for a, oh. for a band, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have, well, I mean, you know, you're going to put a clip in there of their music. So I will hear something from them. And I want to tell you, in, in late 1982, they were approached by um, this guy named Steve Arwood and Randy Hale to host a television show on the Nashville network, which had just started broadcasting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they called their show Tumbling tumbleweed theater or actually I, I had the tumbling in there it was just called tumbleweed theater okay okay and I, I watched it i mean it was a cool show uh what they did was they they took uh it was a 90 minute show every week and what they did was they they took these old cowboy you know westerns from public domain that, that was made back in the you know 40s and stuff and they cut them up and then Riders in the Sky hosted the show. It was almost like a horror host, but they were a Western host. Okay. So they would come on and they would talk to the audience. They would do little skits. They'd play music. And then they would show some of the Western. And then, you know, they would pause it and they'd come back to them. And, you know, there'd be a commercial break. Then they'd play a song and they would do a skit. And then they'd go back to the, the Western. So you would watch a Western movie. Plus you would get some of their music and comedy. So, and I watched it. I love watching this. My dad would watch it with me. Tumbleweed Theater premiered on uh, March 7th and 83, the same day that the, the, the Nashville Network started broadcasting. Okay. So they were the, like the first, one of the first series, original series on back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they had five seasons to this show. But then they had a TV series on CBS in the 90s. On Saturday mornings, you know, we grew up with the Saturday mornings kids show. When mm-hmm. the 90s, they had a Saturday morning live kids show called Riders in the Sky. And it was yeah. a country western variety show, kind of like Barbara Mandrell would do, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, I like Except that. it was just geared for kids. And uh, I read where one, one critic described it as Pee Wee's Playhouse meets the Old West, you know? So it was you never kids. saw that though. I did. I would you watch watched it. it? Well, oh, yes, okay. Riders in the Sky. It was I on mainstream regular TV. CBS yeah. in the Saturday no, morning. See, I yeah. was thinking you didn't like really know about them until like later oh, in life. Oh, no. okay. big fan. Big fan so of these from guys. the time you were a kid. From I'll tell you, on, you liked them. In the mid nineties, when I was driving eighteen wheelers, I always had Riders in the Sky in my tape deck playing, did you? you know, singing mm-hmm. along with them. Yeah. They, now you have the CD. Are they on? Um, yeah, what do you call it? They're, like, they're on everything. Still listen to them. Yeah, okay. you can, I still got some you have music. A all-time favorite song. Oh man, I like, I like all. I mean, they yeah, they do okay. they they cover Riders in the Sky, but you know everybody from Johnny Cash, Lauren Green. I mean, it's been done so many times. Oh, they cover cover them. 
Yeah, I mean, all, all these old songs, like from Roy Rogers and stuff, but I mean, there, there's just a bunch of them that I like. But uh, but I'll tell you this, uh, they made their animated debut. Like, they, they have their own cartoon, okay? But but anyway, they, they played, they showed up in uh, Warner Brothers, you know that series Duck Dodgers with Daffy Duck? Yeah. Well, Riders in the Sky, they animated them as robots modeled after themselves. They look just like them, but they're robots. And they showed up in a, a Duck Dodgers episode, okay? Oh, my God. I and then if anybody says that they saw them. I mean, anybody. Anybody that is listening out there right now. Well, like anybody. Second, their second animated appearance was in uh, a Disney uh, direct-to-DVD adventure uh, children's film called Stanley's Dinosaur Roundup. And, and they're in there oh. as Riders in the Sky. They're animated, okay? Oh, so someone threw a dinosaur in there. So you were all on that, too. Yeah. But anyway, uh, their, their most recently animated role was in a, a Kickstarter funded thing from all their fans. And it was called uh, Cartoon Cowboys. And it's from a, a studio called Wonder Vista, but they have their own Riders in the Sky cartoon. Wow. So but anyway, they're like you were saying, they're they're getting way up there in age and uh, they're not performing as much, especially. You know, they, they were going, they, they kind of toned back like all the amount of appearances they were doing. Then when COVID hit, you know, they shut mm-hmm. down completely. Yeah. But uh, I, I see they just released a 2022 tour date. So really? there is one that's going to be like in uh, Texas over past Houston. And I'm definitely going to try to get tickets because they sell out right away when, whenever they announce tickets to all these places. Yeah. They have... Popular. um that they yeah, they like the places out like deadheads for the Grateful Dead. Yeah, they must yeah. have a uh, rider, yeah. uh, whatever you know, fans. I but if you ever you get a them. chance, uh, the riderettes or the right, you know, I don't know what you call people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you ever chance get a chance to see them live? I'd do it now because you know they they probably not going to be around much longer or all mm. of them, you know. Well, that's amazing that they actually are still together now because it's hard to find anything that from TV to movie to whatever music yeah. that that's anybody's original and that somebody hasn't died, you know. But if you're a fans of like the Barber Mandrell Show or Hee Haw or stuff like that, mm-hmm. that that's kind of their type of a uh, variety yeah. show, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you go see them live in concert, they. They play a lot of music. They uh, they tell jokes, and you know they're corny jokes, kind of like dad jokes. You know, is your is your dog eating a plastic bottle? Yeah, <laughs> is he? Let him eat it. <laughs> is that what he's doing? Yeah, he got my Boy, water I'm, bottle. Uh huh. I'm like, <laughs> I can hear him. I'm like, he's well, so, eating a plastic so can bottle. Everybody, yeah. Okay, crunch, crunch, crunch. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, one of the guys wore a uh tie a necktie and uh it's very famous it, it looks like a cactus and it's called the cacti and you can okay. order it off of their website i thought that was cool i need to get me it's one. ingenious yeah yes but but if you look at their uh website they've got mm-hmm. all their albums you know on cd they, they've got t-shirts posters videos coloring books toys you name it they they, they, they just got a lot of stuff and you think a lot of people don't know about them, but if you go to their concerts, I mean, they're it's wall to wall packed, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, they yeah. sell out immediately. So these okay. guys, you know, and I remember in the, the nineties and stuff, they, they would uh, be on commercials like national commercials promoting uh, one was called, was it Yellowwood Lumberyard or something? And they, they, 
they did one for a manufactured home company. I used to see their commercials all the time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, they're, you know they're what? pretty, pretty famous. The, the fans should be called easy riders. There you go. There you go. Easy riders. <laughs> well, um, funny because, you know, like uh, there's always a connection to like what we're saying sometimes, you know, and I was looking at this and I was thinking journey sang a song called the wheel in the sky. There you go. And they're riders in the sky. talk about journey journey okay yeah so um, fantastic journey the fantastic journey which was i i swear it didn't i did not do that pretty you know i, th- I, I think subliminal you, you i must i don't know <laughs> like i i'm gonna should have done everything that begin with a j yeah. yeah so but yeah they're probably one of my all-time favorite like rock rock bands is that what you call yeah. them rock? yeah yeah okay. um classic rock yeah classic well they're classic now you know but yeah. uh they're they're in the 80s you know they were we're, we're classic regular regular, <laughs> regular old people. you and i are classic <laughs> i know or <laughs> <Or> antiques <laughs> yeah so um and which i can't i can't believe i haven't talked about them yet and i'm thinking did i talk about did them we? i forgot we about have. them but yeah. i don't think that i did you know what i think we did because i remember talking I about know. the asian guy that took over we talked about them probably in the very first episode of something uh, maybe so music but um, there's so many songs on here that I would have. If they're good enough, we could talk that, about um, them again. Yeah, that you you, you would have put in clips that I would have um, said, put this one in or put that one yeah. in because these are like my favorite. But um, I had never, I had, I've never seen them in, in concert with Steve Perry. But I, and I'm not sure what the name of the new guy was that took over for him in the and when they were probably in the. I I I saw him right around 2001, and he was yeah. already in there. Well, has Perry come back to the band? Um, they were, they were, um, they, they were like, uh, what was it like put in the, uh, one of the hall of fames or something like that. And I think, um, let me think, uh, um, oh, the rock and roll hall of fame, fame of 2017, they were inducted. Um, so did they and, like reunite so to do a song put, or something? Steve Perry was part of that, but I don't, I don't know if he showed up, but, um, oh. you know, they were, that's when they were the, at their best, you know, like that's when they put out all their songs, you know, during the time period. Um, they, they were, their big time period was between 1978 and uh, 1987. And then yeah. when Steve, that's when Steve Perry was lead vocalist and they released a bunch of hit songs like Don't Stop Believing." That was oh, 1981. Yeah.
in 2009 it became the top selling track on itunes history among songs not released in the 21st century so um you know everybody young old knows that song you know yeah and uh yeah everyone knows don't stop believing in open arms but some of the songs that that are my favorite songs my favorite song is feeling that way that's my favorite Open my eyes to a new kind of way All the good times that you said Are you feeling You feeling that way too Or am I just Am I just a fool In the sun And then I like Stone in Love, Any Way You Want It, Separate yeah. Ways, Girl Can't Help It, Only the Young, um, Suzanne, um, The Party's Over, Still They Ride. Um, they had some of the best albums of the 80s. And, and their album covers were always really cool, too. And then I remember, like, back in the 80s, too, it was always, like, I wasn't allowed to go to concerts in the 80s. So, like, I'd have concert t-shirt envy, envy I guess. But, um you know, people, I remember like in my yearbook, there was like a bunch of girls, like, and it all, they all had a different, co- a, a concert shirt on in this picture uh, of them. And, and it was all a different, um, are you there? Yeah. Oh, it, it kind of faded out and I, and it sounded like you got disconnected. So I didn't want to keep on talking, but all these girls had on like all these different shirts, like not, they didn't, nobody had the same shirt on, but journey to me was like the coolest. They had, yeah. like, if you had a journey, uh, you know concert shirt that was like the cool, that was it now they they are an american rock band that was formed in san francisco in 1973 but when i read like about who, what the the band members the former they were composed of former band members of santana and then the other band was called frumius bandersnatch there you go that's what i'd call a band if i ever made one frumius from from us bandersnatch i mean like what i don't know i guess that's why they split up who could say that yeah. who, who would want that yeah hey, let, let me know. ask you this yeah. if you were to form a band right now what would you name it <laughs> it wouldn't be bandersnatch that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know the to- totally tubulars <laughs> there you go 
I, yeah. I would want one called Death to Ming, but I think somebody already did that. Oh, really? You already or, had this planned? Or Slee Stack, but I think somebody already did that. <laughs> did they really? Yeah, I think so. Enoch. Yeah. The, uh, the Easy Riders. Easy How Riders. About that? Yeah, the Easy Riders. Yeah. I always thought Death to Ming would be a cool name Death for Death to Ming? Hmm. Yeah, you know, like my friend Stacy, she had a she wanted to do a bed and breakfast, and I swear she wanted to call it the Death to Froggy Bottom Hollow. The no, the rat. What was it? It had something to do with like a rat and a swamp and a frog and a, this. I'd have to. I can't remember it. But when she told me it, I was like, "And you want think people want to come stay there overnight? Because <laughs> it sounded like something." something swampy you know and i was like okay she's like i always thought it'd be cool to have and she had the name picked out for it and i was like oh okay you know but um um yeah so um back to journey they had um a lot of the 25 gold and platinum albums um they had, like they they they've sold 48 million uh albums in the united states making them the 25th best-selling band Wow. So that's pretty good. Their worldwide sales have reached over 80 million um, records globally. They, it makes them one of the world's best-selling bands of all time. So pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, they ranked 96 on VH1's 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. Wow. And so it said, they say that they were, they, Journey was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the class of 2017. Inductees include lead singer Steve Perry, guitarist Neil Sean, um, keyboardist Jonathan Kane and Greg Raleigh and bassist Ro Ross Valerie Valori V-A-L-O-R-Y Valori I don't even know how to pronounce some people's names and drummers um, Ansley Dunbar and Steve Smith so I had no idea who any of those people were except Steve Perry and Neil Sean 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 yeah, yeah. so so, but uh, I love Journey, and uh, you know what? I probably roller skated to <laughs> Journey songs. Definitely, you know? yeah, definitely. definitely, yeah. <clears throat> so we're gonna talk about roller skates, roller rinks, and skating parties. We know yeah. you did it. We know you went to them. Don't lie. Don't hide. Don't walk out of the room. We're gonna talk about it. Yep. Now, when I was a kid, I would go every Friday night to the skating rink. Okay. And the town I lived in, it, it was a little skating rink called Fontenot's Roller Rink. And we lived out in the country, uh, probably five miles from town. And my grandparents lived in town about two blocks from Fontenot's Roller Rink. Okay? So on Friday nights, I would go stay with my grandparents. And I would eat supper with them. And then my grandpa would take me to the skating rink around 7 o'clock and drop me off. And then he would come pick me up around 10 that night. And... The skating rink was a magical place. It really mm -hmm. was, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and ours, I don't know yours, but ours had a big disco ball hanging from the center of the ceiling. Yeah. I think every and, roller skate. Yeah. And uh, the rink, now rink floor, we, we had strobe lights. Uh, mm -hmm. They would kick them on every now and then. And uh, there was a DJ booth and the guy up there, he'd play 45s, you know? Yeah. And, you could go up there and give him your request and he would dig it out of the little 45 rack and lay it, lay it in his queue. But, uh, but I can still remember him playing freeze frame. Remember that song? Yes. Superman, 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 man, man. You don't remember that? I no. love you. Superman, man, man. No, what's that? I, I don't know, but I can remember skating to it.
uh, really? Centerfold. Oh, yeah. Big Giles Band, yeah. I Love Rock and Roll. I mean, yeah. all those classics. I can remember specifically those songs skating yeah. to, you know. Yeah. And I, I was one of those kids that, uh, nerd, had my yeah. own pair of skates. <laughs> yeah. I would carry them in this big red and white box with his hand yeah. on made, made yeah, yeah, yeah. Sk- you know, like a hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a suitcase, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'd bring my own skates and, uh, it was so much fun, you know, and all your friends would be there. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just, it was such a great time. You, you could sit around and visit with your friends or you could, uh, you could shoot pool. Mm-hmm. You could play video games. I remember they I had a uh, uh, defender. That game was there. And uh, mm-hmm. what was that? Was it moon buggy or something like that where you jump those craters? Anyway, they had those two games and a pool mm-hmm. table. But uh, mm-hmm. I, now I remember the concession stand, you know, yeah. I would always ask for a suicide. Did y'all have suicides? Are they drinks that you mix all the drinks all yes, together? They, they would mix everything <laughs> on the fountain. Critter thought you. he invented that and he called it a, a, a volcano or a hurricane or something uh, like that. Maybe it was suicide. I don't yeah. know, but they mixed every flavor of pop yeah. together, like Mountain Dew, Coke, yeah. like a Dr. Pepper, mellow, Spy, yellow, everything. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And we call it a suicide. It all yeah, it was gross. so good. Ooh, wait, no. wait, you said gross? Gross. What? He's gross. Yeah. Get out of my get out of my clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get yeah, out of my had, honeycomb. We clubhouse. had a place. Uh, well, you know when we when they would do like the firemen's picnic, they'd get a um uh like a pop like you know the the um the tanks you know and you had a nozzle and you could go along and just and it was connected to every flavor of pop and you could get it you could mix up your own like at a picnic that they would they would rent one of those things and oh my god they all made those yeah it, it yeah but. Mm-mm. But those, no, those Friday nights, those Friday nights, uh, Friday nights they, yeah. they were just so like adrenaline filled, you know, oh. awesome music, fun mm-hmm. games, fun friends. Yeah. Some, sometimes I would even couple skate with a girl. I a never couple song. skated. Nobody would couple skate with me. But I don't anyway, think anybody uh, liked me. <laughs> but I, I would never uh, want Friday I'm, nights to end back then. There was so much I fun. know. I actually, my um, best friend from high school, Lorena, and I used to go roller skating all the time and her and her husband just celebrated their 31st anniversary. And I'm the one that asked him to couple skate with her back in the eighth grade. And they have been together ever since. Wow. So I, that's me. I was the matchmaker. Do, do and, you, you know, remember uh, that weird feeling when you would Take off, yeah, yeah, take, take off your skates. Yeah, and then take them off. And it felt yeah, like you, you know were what? gliding. Yeah, yeah it was so here, weird. I have a I have a skating story I gotta tell you, okay? Because it's just it's one of my most traumatic things from my my <laughs> yeah. uh, teenage years. Okay. Yeah. Um, well see, we had a we had this old skating rink, like the one that you were describing, like when I was like in the fourth and like fifth grade, you know, we used to go there. It was really old. I mean, old. And um, I remember they actually, a friend of my dad's actually bought the skating rink and they turned it into an auction house later. And I remember my dad like helped remodel the inside and they ended up living in the skating rink. And I actually thought that was cool because part of the skating rink had the floor from the skating rink and we could go skate in it, you know, and I would go over because he had um, kids like, my age that I went to school with and we would go over and skate while my dad was out there working on the, the, on the other part of it, you know, but um, the in between, there was a couple years of before they built a new skating rink that we had to go out of town to go to go roller skating. So there was a bus that would pick, pick us up. You could go into like the junior high school or the high school and, or it picked people up at like certain bus stops, you know, and um, 
it was one of the times that I went on this bus and this was back when people sat on top of each other, you know, it was so dangerous because I remember people sitting on, in my lap or me sitting on somebody else's lap and we were just like piled on top of each other in the bus. It was like crammed, you know, with people and would be a total safety, you know, yeah. no, no, you know, and they would never get away with that now, but you know, we just all piled in there, but we went over to this, this roller skating rink in another town and you would take your sneakers off and put your skates on. And I didn't have a pair of, uh, I always rented uh, skates back then, but I eventually I did get my own uh, pair of skates eventually that were ones I took there, but I also had the sneaker roller skates too, which I'll, I'll tell you a story about them too. But, um, but I rented my skates and you'd put, and you just threw your shoes on the floor, you know, and it's like, and then you, after you're done skating, you go back and put your sneakers on and go home. Well, when we, when we were done skating this one night, I went to get my sneakers and I had this pair of Nike sneakers that I, my grandma got them for me for my birthday. They were light blue with one of the yellow swooshes on them. And I thought they were the coolest Nikes, you know, and someone stole my sneakers. And it was in the, it was like in the middle of November and it was snowing outside, you know, too. So I, I was looking everywhere. I was like bawling, you know, like that someone took my sneakers and I had to, and they had to go because, you know, I had to get on the bus. And so I had to get on the bus and go home in my socks. I had no shoes on. And so I, we had, they dropped us off like a block away from my house. And I remember my friend Lorena gave me one of her shoes and we hopped home she gave me one shoe and me and her held on to each other we hopped the whole way home and I never got I never got um another pair to replace it you know and I was just I was so I think I got a pair of like zips or one of them generic pair of shoes after that because I could get another pair of sneakers and I never found them and somebody out there knows they stole my sneaker, you know, and what I had to yeah. go through to get home in the snow. And I just remember they dropped us off at like a Sheets, which is like a convenience store here. I don't know if they have them in Louisiana, but they're everywhere here. Yeah, we have and convenience stores. She, Lorena decided she needed to go in to get something at the, at the store. So I remember I was just so mortified. And I think today I wouldn't even care. I'd just stand there in my socks. I'd be like, someone stole my shoes. Like, you know, and um. Uh, but I, I was so embarrassed that I didn't have any shoes on and I let her have her shoe back so she could walk into the store. So I hid behind a, um, the garbage can, <laughs> you know, with, with no shoes. I like look like some kind of like a, a homeless person, you know? So I just, that was horrible. That was very uh, traumatic. But anyway, then they built a new um, roller skating rink. And I remember, um, I think it opened my junior year in high school. Cause I remember going, sometimes they would do dances too there where or they would you would uh, let, they would let you dance in in between skating like you could they would play music and I remember the one song that, I, that me and my cousin made up a dance to was um Flesh for Fantasy by Billy Idol and I can remember that you know and then I had a friend that lived right up the street from me whose grandma worked at another skating rink that was in another town and sometimes I'd go there with her you know, and I just remember that in, in the snack bar and you were saying like what you like to get, but well, we would get these big gigantic pickles, like big deal pickles. Yeah. And they were huge. And I think they were like 50 cents and we each like put, put in a quarter and we split the pickle, you know, and it was like the best pickle ever. Always got Chippo and Chili, you know, how they open up the little Frito bag and they, they put. They did that back then? Yeah. Oh, that was like a new thing. That's like a walk and taco thing. What? You know, now. Yeah. We always do that. It did? Yeah. Oh. The thing that I remember eating. They call was, it chip chippos and chili. 
chippos and chili never did that Mm -mm. but i but now i've done like a walk and taco which is sort of similar but um back in the i I don't know if we talked about this before in the 80s we went on nacho runs where we'd go get like some some guy come pick me up and uh, i was friends with and so you want to go for nachos we'd go for nachos you know and it was like we'd go like the country garden six pack or to sheets or someplace and just and and i i got i ate nachos and cheese about it like every day of my life that's what my daughter and her friends do now you know well well she's she's moved now but that's what she would do with her high school friends here it's like every weekend they were going to get nachos really yeah yeah see the kind that we got back then they were like round like do you remember bravos they have them I don't know. Did you, they have munchos? Do you ever have a muncho? I remember a muncho, yeah. Yeah, they, I still, they have them in the stores here. They're like, almost like light, like air, like they're they're a potato chip, but they're yeah. uh, real, like airy. But Bravos were like Doritos, only they were round, but they had cheese on, on them, like a cheese, uh, like dusting stuff on them, you know? And then they, and then they pour more cheese on top of them and then put jalapeno peppers on them. And I always liked them when they got kind of soggy, you know, mm. like, or, or, like with tons of cheese on them. That's, I, it was like the one thing, that was the number one thing I ate in the 80s. That and bagels with cream cheese. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. I think but, of food. Yeah. But, but I'd, I'd go every Friday night, but on, on Saturday nights, you know, the skating rink became the dance. And it was, yeah. uh, yeah, that's, the, it was mainly disco, you know, disco dance. And, uh, mm-hmm. I really didn't go to the dance much because, uh, not, not that I didn't have some sweet moves, you know, but, uh, yeah, could you skate good? Were you good? I, I was all right. I, I didn't do all I could, the backward stuff good. and all I did, that. I could do that. I could do the backward stuff, like sideways stuff. Oh, and this is what I was thinking. Like, did you, um, play, you know, play the games? Like they do the hokey pokey. You know, did yeah. you do that? The yeah, limbo? They all those games. You yeah. did like obstacle courses. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Races. Sure yeah, and racing people and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Now they did that. Like they'd stop, like in in the, in the middle of like like the night. You know, right. like you go skate, like and pay, like for so many hours or whatever, one night or whatever. Yeah. But, like they would do like these games in between. And yeah, the winner could go get them something free from the concession yeah. stand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Do you have a skating rink near you now? Uh, you know, when my daughter was growing up, I took her a few times. Uh, did but- she like it? She liked that. They also had jump houses in the building. She, she uh-huh. really played those little jump things. Yeah. Balloons. We took Jordan for his 12th birthday to the skating rink that's still here in this town where we live now. And he absolutely hated it. He fell on his butt. He, th- he thought he broke his tailbone. Well, and she, then yeah, he, she did that. She, she hurt her wrist, like sprang her wrist, and she never wanted to go back. Yeah, neither did Jordan. We had to yeah. drag him. We dra- we literally drag drug him. We said, "Get up!" Jimmy's brother, like Jordan's uncle, like picked him up and and Jimmy, and they tried to pull him around. It was it was like it was awful. I thought I loved skating. I, I loved it, and I I you know I hadn't skated in like years, and I still could skate. You know, yeah. Now I'd be afraid I'd break my wrist and break my leg and break my you know everything. But right, um, I, yeah. I didn't go to my my twentieth high school reunion, but. My friends were telling me that they all went to a skating rink for a part oh, yeah? of it, you know. Well, that would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. But um yeah, I remember okay, I had these sneaker roller skates that I got one year for Christmas and they were like um, you know, blue like sneakers and they had a rainbow design on the side. You could skate on the pavement. I used to skate on the roads and on the sidewalks and up at the school on the pavement. And then we also used to skateboard too up on the, at the school at the at the um, playground. Did you do that? Mm, I don't remember doing that. You never, you never skated outside, just in the rink. 
Yeah, and I hated it because every little pebble or whatever you would hit, yeah, it was just so, on your too much trouble, you know? <laughs> I know, yeah, too much trouble. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I'd walk, I was like Tootie, you know, like <laughs> in Facts of Life, you know, I'd like skated everywhere. You know, now, I did I have a skateboard in the 70s and yeah, I, I would I would go on that. You know, we would always go to this place called Indian Creek to camp and uh, they had some paved roads throughout the, uh, it was in a state park. They had some paved roads with, with hills, you know, and I would take the skateboard. Had a lot of fun mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember ever couple skating with anybody. I was deathly shy. I think when I was like in high school, I, I can't, I can't even explain it to people because anybody that knows me now is like, what, you know? And like, you, you didn't want to talk, you, you, you know, it's like, you didn't talk to people. It's like, no, I just like kind of hid from everybody, you know, it's like, and, uh, yeah. So, um, but there was yeah, an art, was there was an art to it, you know, first you had to find who you wanted to skate with. Uh-huh. Then you had to write a note. Do you want a couple skate with me? Check one. Then you had, wait you a know, minute. Yes. That is so crazy. No. <laughs> That's how Jimmy asked me to marry him. Oh, really? I'm not kidding you. Really? At a skate ring? Yeah. No, he wrote me a note. <laughs> he wrote me a note and he didn't even write check yes or no. He wrote circle Y or N. Uh, that's what he wrote will you marry me so see Jim, jimmy would have been awesome on the skating rink circuit picking up chicks <laughs> yeah. you know because yeah, he, I didn't he had it down that. yeah that, that oh, was, that's that, maybe where he yeah. learned it and i just that, that, we maybe so yeah where he lived he, that's see, how he did. yeah okay. he would have, he would have been a double skating god with those moves you know yeah. uh-huh but that's I how know. you did it and then the girl would get it and she would look around and see who sent it and she wouldn't find you you know but she would check yes or no but usually hopefully yes and, then and she, she didn't even it, know who wrote it. Well, she didn't know until the friends pointed at who it was, you know, and I'm leaning, leaning up against it? the defender game, drinking my suicide, <laughs> okay. raising my eyebrow. Like, yeah. She would definitely check. Yes. You know? Oh, okay. Mm, and then you just no. kind of skated on over to her. No, I don't think I could have done that. Hey baby, you want mm-hmm. some chipotle chili? No, I wrote, some kid wrote a note to me in high school and he became a stalker of mine. I don't know. Right. I had a stalker when I was like a senior in high school. He sat beside me and, um, and, uh, what do you call that? Um, when you have, like, when you have a, like, not, um, when it's a, a study hall. Okay. So we had study hall sometimes in the cafeteria and this kid like that sat beside me, I think he was maybe special ed or something like that but he used to send me these notes and i didn't want to be rude to him so like i'd I'd answer him but then he decided he really liked me and i had oh it was when i was a junior in high school because i had my my high school boyfriend then and uh he then he then he started saying he was going to kill my high school boyfriend and i was like i had actually i had to go get my mom to i told my mom about it and she went to the school and and uh um, because he told me he was going to wait for me after school one day and I was afraid he was going to do something to me. So those notes, things by guys, I mean, they could go bad. <laughs> you know, that's why <laughs> when you said you didn't know who it was, it's like, if I had known who it was, then I might've said circled. Yes. But if I don't know who you are, I'm not doing it. Well, you know, they, <laughs> you know, you're not the one that would deliver the note. You'd always had this uh, go-to person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But they would take thought, the note over there and then yeah. the, the person would well, get the you note. Know what? And that they would is look how, around. And that is how I got my um my eighth grade boyfriend because this one kid that liked me, he I used to work, I was in the library club. And so I used to work in the library and do the books and stuff and like checking out the books. And um, so um this one kid came over to me. He he like had a crush on me and um 
he he wrote me a note and said, will you go with me? You know, go with me. And it's like, and I'm like, no. And then, and then he said, well, what about my friend, <laughs> you know, Pete, you know? And it's like, oh, okay, well, let me look at him, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, he's kind of cute. You know, it's like maybe him. And it's like, sure, you know? And it's like, so yeah, that's how I got him for a boyfriend. It's like, cause the one guy, I didn't like him, but the friend was okay. So yeah, that's the guy that, uh, you know, had to watch uh, Little House on the Prairie. Oh. So, that's how I, but I got a note from his friend you know you, you want to go with me yeah <laughs> you know so and then we used to pass notes in between classes I don't know if you did that like yeah. you know each other's schedule oh, yeah. I have your I have his his schedule and so I knew where he was going to be and where we, we would be crossing paths and you'd have to write a note to each other somewhere and I got caught all the time in school writing notes I got caught all the time I was always in trouble for it it's like and then um you know, you'd have to slip them a note and then you'd read it when you got to the next class and you'd be like, oh, you know, you know, and it's just so. Have you ever heard the song by George Strait called Check Yes or No? Yeah, that's what, that's yeah. exactly the song. I know that yeah. song and I thought of it. It was out in the early 90s. Yeah. Like right around the time that Jimmy wrote that and maybe he got ah, it from there. Okay. Could have got it from George Strait. My Aunt Judy loved George Strait. Yeah. So I know that song for sure. 100%. Yeah. I don't know, but I didn't know Jimmy was a that big of a George Strait fan. So <laughs> don't think that he was, but but yeah, that's a a, a guy thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going back to the uh, the dance. You know, Saturday nights was the dance. They didn't have skating open, so uh, I don't know. My parents wouldn't let me go to the dance. I guess guess they thought I'd get hooked up with the wrong girl or something, and uh, you know she'd corrupt me. Uh-huh. But, uh So I, yeah. I just stuck to skating. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't, after I got out of high school, like that's what, you know, I mean, I never skated like, you know, it was just like during the high school years, you know? Um, but when I was go, when I was, you know, they had like adult night, you know, like, um, like during the week. And then sometimes there were, um, like even like senior citizens would skate back then. They were good. Like they couple skated. Do you remember, do you ever see like couples that skated together where they were like side by side and they like hold on to each other's hands and they do their, their legs and stuff and do all kinds of maneuvers and oh yeah they were, they were good you know yeah um but it's and it was just like a big thing like back then even like in the breaking movies there's like people skating all over the place in the in the movies you know and on the sidewalks and and roller boogie yeah roller boogie we should actually talk about that that uh movie because i love that movie yeah 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 love that movie um and i love her car in that movie and I've never seen, and that guy was actually a professional skater, you know, like an, a, a professional um, roller skater. I don't know if they, I don't know if they do that stuff. I think skating was coming back for a little while. It, it seems to like sort of be around some here and there. And then rollerblading, you know, came out and people, I never rollerbladed, but. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. No, I it just, I could, I'm not that coordinated. You know, I need, I need, uh, need four, four wheels. Four wheels. Yeah. Not one blade, a roller blade. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the good old days, you know, uh, the roller rinks. There is one here. It's called the Carousel Roller Rink in, in Lewistown. It's right up the road for me. Um, I can't, I don't even know if I've ever been there to it. Just at one time with Jordan when we took him to the, for his birthday. But, oh, no, is there one other time? My friend Stacy's daughter had her 18th birthday party at the roller skating rink. And I went back for that one too and skated then. 
So, but I have not been on a pair. That was uh, 11 years ago. That's the last time I put a pair of roller skates on. So, yeah. Would you do it? Would you do it? I would. Somebody... I'd try it. Yeah. You would? I would. Oh. Remember okay. on Rocky where he takes her to the roller skating rink? Yeah. 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 No, ice skate. Oh, yeah. That, that's true. They were ice skate. There, there's something where they go to a roller. Was it something with John Cusack? Mm. Or that might have been ice skating too. Mm. I'm trying to think of roller skating. And Cobra Kai, they do. Ah, did did okay. you see in Cobra Kai? When they had that, the, yeah, the, that's probably what the, I'm thinking of. The 80s um, skating party and she that, was dressed like. That's got to be pretty, what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Pretty in pink. And um, he was dressed like, uh, I think, Don Johnson. Yeah. Like Miami Vice. I thought that's that was funny. actually really cool. Yeah. Well, so, Roller Boogie. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, reminiscing with Colt cult jam cult jam lisa lisa <laughs> and uh and also uh let us know some of your memories about skating rinks or some of these this music we talked about or or some of the shows we talked about or the bands uh like riders in the sky i'm sure you your fans let us know about it send us pictures do stuff like that mm-hmm. but uh if anybody out there knows anything about riders in the sky i ha- i might have a special prize for you oh i know i know yeah 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 not you not you oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i might Shucks. do that if okay. somebody else writes something on our facebook page because they would have had to listen to this to 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 write it on there write a comment about it and i will send you a um a special prize nice mm-hmm. all right well we're gonna get off of here and as we sign off i'm gonna leave you with this final thought trails to you until we meet again happy trails to you keep smiling until then who cares about the clouds when we're together just sing a song and bring the sunny weather And happy trails to you Till we meet again Good night, Buttermilk.